Hi, welcome to Thoughts of a Woodsman's Preacher. I'm your host, Pastor Josh Lucci, and this is a podcast that addresses wilderness, wisdom, and theology. Uh, We seek the truth of God from the perspective of rivers, woodlands, and mountains. I was once asked to take a group of at-risk teens for an overnight camping trip. For most of them, this was their first time not sleeping indoors on a soft, warm bed. You can imagine the learning curve when it came to time to discuss bathroom arrangements and sleeping arrangements. I always look forward to these trips every year. Taking a young person out of their comfort zone offers a myriad of teachable moments, both practical and spiritual. After a thoroughly enjoyable float down the river to our campsite, we cooked dinner in a Dutch oven as the sun began to set. The standard shenanigans and storytelling began to take place around the firelight, and soon, as is expected, the boys began to play pranks on each other. I'm fairly loose with the rules on these trips, as most of the incidents that do happen offer more teachable moments. However, on this night, it would be me that was taught a very important lesson. On this particular trip, we had a young man with high-functioning autism that joined us. I've been trained specifically on how to include young people with autism into outdoor-related group activities and took the necessary precautions to make sure he was a part of the group without really singling him out. And he was interacting wonderfully until the pranks began. People with autism often struggle with social cues, such as how to see a prank as something that young men do with each other with friendliness and as a means of interaction. When a friend hid this young man's flashlight, he took it as an offense, and without any of us seeing him, around midnight, he chose to throw the other boy's water bottle into the river. He then walked over to his firelight circle of friends and announced what he'd done. His proclamation was met with laughter as no one really believed he'd actually done such a thing. As the chuckles died down and we all noticed his resolute stare, it was realized that indeed there was a water bottle floating in the dark at midnight down the river. We pulled out our flashlights and walked to the water's edge and indeed about 200 yards down the river was a white water bottle slowly drifting away. Its owner began to panic. Apparently, it had been a gift from a family member and had a great deal of sentimental value. He began to demand that its sender swim after and retrieve it. I immediately stepped in at this point and put a swift end to the notion for safety reasons. The group grew really silent. At that moment, I realized I had a decision to make. My head dropped as I realized what had to be done. With my flashlight gripped firmly between my lips, I dove into the water beneath the moonlit mountainscape. About 300 yards later, I cut up with the water bottle and turned to swim my way back upriver. Upon reaching the shoreline, I witnessed the two teens shaking hands, and the rest of the night was enjoyed by all as I dried off and crawled into my sleeping bag beneath the stars. As I watched the meteor streak across the sky, God spoke to my heart. I realized that often we have a decision to make before us. It could be that we need to forgive someone who's harmed us could be that we need to be generous with our time or money with a special person at a specific time. Whatever it is, we have but a moment in time, and often our heart is not thrilled with the prospect. We know what should be done, but we just don't want to do it. We have been required by our Creator, our King, to be obedient in these moments. So what are we waiting for? I find that often I'm hoping that my heart will become joyful and enthused at the prospect of obedience in that crucial moment, And the older I get, the more I realize the truth of Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is wicked above all else who can know it. We know what to do. We know when to do it. And we know how to do it. But we don't want to do it. If you're waiting for your heart to get on board, then you're hoping in vain. And moreover, 
you're being disobedient. Just do it. Just obey your king. James 4.17 tells us, Whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it is guilty of sin. Obedience is not easy. It wasn't designed to be, but it is simple. My father used this illustration in my preteen years when I began to question his instruction. He told me that I needed to learn to be obedient to his voice, that it's as if I'm about to step on a rattlesnake, and he says, Stop, son, don't move. If I ignore his command or continue on my path while I'm questioning why, I'll get bit. But if I stop at his word, at the sound of his voice, if I trust he has my best interests at heart, I'll benefit. Obedience is easy when you see what's truly at stake. It's much harder when we don't see the immediate benefit in front of us. I learned that night that my king, my creator, and Lord will often ask things of me that my heart doesn't wish to do. They'll be embarrassing, uncomfortable, painful, dangerous, self-sacrificing, but I need to put aside my selfishness and obey. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, Feel free to subscribe to my uh, podcast and be able to get the updates for the upcoming ones. Uh, My intent is always to keep them short and sweet so that you can listen on your way to work or as you're cleaning the dishes or changing diapers. God bless. Take care.